into the contest. It's Wednesday, the 22nd of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. It's Chad Wicker here filling in for Tim Gilbert, who is uh, off gallivanting around. I think he's actually made his way up here to the great state of Queensland, potentially. Uh, but I hope he does get tested the next five days and uh, we can send him back down across the border. I'm joined uh, by the co-host, as always, Shade Lee. How you doing, Shade I'm very good, Shad. And yes, I'm sure Timmy's having a nice glass of Chardonnay, probably as we speak right now, mate, uh, being lunchtime. <laughs> so um, yeah, we enjoy some good Queensland seafood. Yeah, I bet. I bet he's enjoying it up here and then he'll start complaining again when we get around June, July next year. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, well, Christmas is coming, though. He'd be bringing up a lot of presents under the tree. And um, if you got to stop about how a Christmas present could change your Life? Well, uh, yeah, I was just thinking about it for the kids um, for this year when buying some presents, and um, I remember getting my first cricket bat when I was five, and um, I thought my dad never played cricket, and I thought, well, that 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 present in itself probably changed my life. It, it set me off into the world of cricket, and my brother plays cricket now and commentates, so yeah, it changed my life. And I thought, what other kids will be getting presents out there come Christmas Day that may change their life? What what, what did you get? Do you get a a joke book or something, or well, I mean, I um, I got a tennis racket. Yeah. I remember that. I got, I started playing tennis. Um, obviously, it didn't end up too successful. Um, but you know, how about this though? You think of um, that kind of molded you into the sports person mm-hmm. that you are. Have you got that kind of mindset for any of your? kids or relatives at all? Were you like, oh, they're going to be a champion at something. I better line them up. Well, no, not really. I think uh, my, my young son, Thomas, he likes his soccer, so um, he's getting a little... Oh, mate, lean into that. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah, mate. I'm... Lean into soccer. Oh, big time, mate. There's plenty of, plenty of funds <laughs> to be made there, but um, he, exactly. he loves it. So he's getting a lot of uh, soccer-based presents this year. He's very excited. Yeah, see, I'm thinking meal ticket. I'm like, guess who's getting golf clubs every Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> golf clubs, tennis rackets, and football boots. Yeah. I'll be like, you want to you end up in the sporting world. I mean, the comedy world doesn't pay very well but i will say this i did an amazing gig um this week uh shane i think you would have liked it i, I got a message from a mate of mine he was like mm-hmm. he was like hey shady what are you doing tonight i have a last minute gig um it's for a, a work christmas party not sure mm-hmm. if you'll be available for it but it's basically in a mansion in the gold coast for a strip club wow and i was I like that- oh man let me check my schedule oh no i'm completely free i'm so free right now you would not believe it <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I wonder what that girl got for Christmas. Mate, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something makes me feel like uh, our dad may not have been there. Yes. <laughs> anyway, it was a very uh, it was a very clean and respectful event, um, and it. everyone was definitely fully clothed. Um, anyway, moving on, and this is a great segue into what I have to talk about now. <laughs> we do have a charity auction running at the moment where you could score something to maybe put under the Christmas tree. It's for Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. There's amazing things you to buy in this auction. Um, include like so many amazing things to buy. This isn't that amazing. It's a 2021 New South Wales State of Origin jersey donated by New South Wales RL. So, I mean, you can buy it and burn it in your backyard if you wanted to. Um, for more information, you go to afternoonsport.com forward slash auction to get your hands on that. Uh, but on today's show, a lot of stuff to get through. Um, there's uh, there looks like there'll be a few changes to the lineup for both teams in the third Ashes. It's also firing up at the moment. They're just getting on their, on Twitter and online and taking stabs at each other from some of the greats. Uh, the Swans have been hit hard by COVID. The NRL has finally got one up on the AFL as Australia's most talked about. Code. We'll uh, chat it all up next. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. 
right. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Uh, well, we have to kick things off uh, where we always start over the summer, and it is, of course, cricket. Uh, the jobs keep going, though. The barbs keep getting thrown back and forth from not so much the people that are playing the Ashes this year, but former greats, Shana. Yes, former greats. Ricky Ponty's come out and absolutely lambasted um, Joe Root uh, for his admission, saying that the bowls bowl too short. And Ricky Ponting saying, well, mate, you're the captain out there on the field. You should say <laughs> something. And um, Joe just stood by. Also, that the fields that Joe Root set for his bowlers, he had a man back on the leg side quite a lot of the match, which sort of intimates to your bowlers to bowl short. So contradicting what he was saying there to to his team and to the press. So Ricky Ponting. Putting the knife in when the palms are down, it's good to see. I um, A quick question on the fielding when it comes to, to cricket, because it, as like, mm-hmm. for me, I don't quite know the game, obviously, anywhere near as much as you. Mm-hmm. But every time you set up the field, there's always like an opening somewhere, hey, like where you're going, I'm going to let this part be open, but all of this is going to be blocked off. Is that essentially how it works? 100%, yeah. So so what you're trying to do, you're trying to get a, a batsman to play to a part of the ground that he doesn't feel right. most comfortable. Um, always try to do something against what the bowler's trying to achieve. So, you know, hitting across the line of the ball um, brings brings extra risk, risk for the batsman. So, yeah, you, it's, it's a bit of a, a game of chess pretty much with the fielders, putting them in areas where they don't want to hit the ball um, and forcing them to do something that they don't want to do. So that's, a, that's the idea of, of the captain's sort of thoughts with fields. Where's the worst place to be fielding in a, in a test match? Oh, definitely the it's called bat pad, so it's the one riding close. When it, if you got got a really bad spinner bowling, you could die in there. <laughs> so it's not a, not a good spot at all. Uh, we're moving on. Victoria star Scott Boland has uh, also given the nod as Josh Hazelwood looks like he's set to miss out among some of the changes ahead of the test this week. Yeah, well, Josh Hazelwood has, has an intercostal um, sort of strain uh, in, in between his ribs, so I think they'll rest him for one more. Um, Scott Boland is a Victorian uh, bowler. Um, we saw that this test match, uh, we played both um, Jai Richardson, who's, who took five wickets, um, and Nessa. Um, but both Nessa and Richardson have very ordinary records at the MCG uh, at state level, where Scott Boland has taken 272 wickets at 26, has an amazing record at the MCG. So it might be horses for courses there. Yeah, right, essentially going with what he knows. Um, yep. BBL is also running at the same time. It's so busy with the cricket at the moment. And the Sixers survived a bit of a scare. They did, mate. They uh, they got the runs with four balls to spare. The strikers scoring eight for 147. Um, and, and the Sixers lost uh, their top order. Um, we've seen that they've been starting very, very well with, with Vince and Philippi. They both sort of failed, um, but it was Silken and Abbott, the new father. Um, he's just had his first baby girl, um, getting getting the runs towards the end there for the Sixers. So winning with four balls to spare, which is uh, the Sixers, uh, unbeatable so far. There you go. Um, lots going on with the cricket and the Ashes, obviously not too far away as well, which you will be at. 
Shana, you'll be sitting there, of course. Um, yes. So upset that you're not spending Christmas with the in-laws. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the job, isn't it? Work, 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 mate. <laughs> hey, uh, let's give it a quick one into motorsport as well because it's always good to see an Aussie come up on top. Australian rally driver Molly Taylor wins the inaugural Extreme E title. Extreme E title, which is electric cars. So, um, yeah, she uh, won her first um, and her last Australian rally championship back in 2016 and moved over to the extreme e rally uh, rally car race um and was inaugural winner so good on her uh a name up in lights molly taylor well done how's that the electric vehicle kind of area of of uh rally car racing all of a sudden all this commentary about these electric cars not being powerful enough it's really getting thrown out the window isn't it it is mate it's uh <laughs> it's, it's, it's turn on the head and i've looked at them and they look exactly the same as most electric cars do but uh yeah very powerful and um and good on her molly taylor well done yeah stay with us as well up next we'll be chatting afl nrl and the greatest player of all time tom brady after probably his worst game of his career it's up next Uh, we'll go straight over to the U.S. at the moment. The NFL season is uh, the longest season ever. They've had an extra game this year, and there's so much more drama leading into the playoffs, which will be kicking off in about a little over a month's time. But uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are defending champions. Uh, they brought back pretty much the whole same staff, same team as last year. Everyone expected them to go on an amazing role, but there's one part of Tom Brady's career, a hurdle he is not able to get over, Shano. He has won all the accolades you could think of, but since joining the Buccaneers, mm -hmm. the one thing he cannot beat right now is the Saints, uh, New Orleans Saints, during the regular season. They've beaten him all four times they've played during the regular season. The only time wow. he's beaten them is when it mattered, and that was on the Super Bowl run last year. Uh, but it stayed the same just this past week where the man who is thought to be the greatest of all time, uh, he's supposed to be you know, level-headed, he's an ultimate competitor, had his 15-year worst record. He hasn't been shut out in a game since 2016. He has not been shut out in a game in his, at home in his entire career and had Brady breaking screens on the sideline, screaming at coaches on the other side, go... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it was one of the most amazing displays from a player, from a guy who's the oldest man in the league and is supposed to be the greatest slow player ever to completely lose his cool. Well, it, but it's, it's good to see, I think. Like it, the, the guy's 44 years of age and he still has a fire in the belly, doesn't he? And uh, to be shut oh, yeah. out, it's a, that's a real insult on him. And he said, we, we will not win championships when we don't score any points. And he's dead right there. And um, <laughs> and then what? And so he said it to his coach or to the other coach to go F himself? Yeah, he, I think one of the fascinating thing about Brady this past two years has been he was obviously he was part of the Patriots we all know Patriots Belichick mm. the hugely successful franchise and team up but since leaving the Bucks, he has been you know more on the socials he's launched his uh, TB12 brand and sports brand is like really prominent he's doing a lot of interviews on podcasts and commentary after the game right. he's talking to the okay. media more openly he's drinking a lot of tequila we found out avocado tequila by the way <laughs> Um, but he's like, we're seeing a side of this guy that we've never really seen before. And what we're starting to learn, which is something he's always admitted to, is he's extremely competitive, but he's also a yeah. terrible loser, like awful loser. Yeah, well, and you know what? And that's probably what makes him so great. Um, but, uh, yeah, at yeah. 44 years of age, you've got to have that real hunger in your belly, don't you, to, to keep rolling up to preseason every year. It's a big effort. Yeah, and I think the best – the best um, – description I've heard from commentators in the US especially is they're like, you know, Tom Brady is Michael Jordan. Yep. 
they're essentially like their mindset in terms of playing sport is the exact same. You would never see Jordan after a game lose and be happy, chummy with the other no. people. It would take a while before he would even do that. And Brady does the same thing. He won't shake a quarterback's hand after some games, <sighs> and people go, "That's such sport, like sport, uh, poor sportsmanship." You're like, "Yes, but also he does shake the hand to quarterbacks he loses to that he thinks played well." There you so go. it's kind well, of okay. an interesting little shot that he has to him. Yep. But uh, I reckon see more. But Microsoft Surface's stocks dropped a little bit because they were the tablet that he snapped <laughs> to pieces on the sideline. <laughs> uh, He's play, probably playing solitaire anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from the NFL to the NRL, it's not very uh, often that Rugby League can do this, but they have um, got a little one-up over the AFL as Australia's most popular sporting code on Twitter. I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> Anything to do with the late night boozing and that sort of stuff. Um, well, you know, I suppose it is one up on the AFL, but uh, yeah, definitely talked about more on Twitter than any other, any other code in this country. And I think we all know why, don't we? Yes. Yeah, I love the spin. They're like, we're yeah. so popular yes. at the moment. Yeah. It's like, no, you can't stay yeah. out of the news headlines. That's, <laughs> like, that's not the same as popularity, guys. Give it a rest. Uh, AFL's got its own issues at the moment, though. Omicron is already starting to creep into Australian sport and they're all in the off-season right now with the Swans. Hit pretty hard with the COVID crisis. Yeah, so they were all their last training session was last Wednesday. Um, they all tested negative then, um, and they're now taking a, a short Christmas break. Um, and a heap of the players now have come back with um, actual uh, COVID and a few of the officials as well. So, yeah, the Swans could be decimated. It's going to be interesting to see what this new strain and what it does to, I think you mentioned yesterday, to the um, the lungs and the, and the lung capacity of, uh, of these players moving forward post-COVID. So hopefully it won't have a negative effect on them. I hope not. Yeah, it's a big question that's going on in the uh, in the yeah. American sports at the moment because they're all being hit very hard by uh, COVID mm. outbreaks at the moment. Uh, the summer of tennis, obviously hitting uh, hitting off in Australia in January, and a nice little wild card news at the moment um, for Dasha. Dasha Daria, her name was Daria Saville. Now she just got married, knee um, Gavrilova, um, and look, she's just said she's been given the wild card. She's overcome, um, I suppose, getting married now, and also but chronic uh, pain and a subsequent Achilles surgery. So, <laughs> geez, you know, um, her husband's probably going to have Achilles pain too after a few, a few years of marriage, but we'll wait and see. But uh... <laughs> and I was going to say, way to just let slip how good your marriage is going at the moment. Yeah, she's overcome a lot this season. Uh, she's overcome marriage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope she plays well, mate. Let's move right along. <laughs> yeah, we'll move along. We'll get going. Yeah. Um, I don't, this is an interesting one. A referee has been, uh, and a coach, have been banned after some leaked footage in the WNBL scandal. Yeah, so a ref and coach Paul Gorris um, and the ref Simon Cozier. So Simon Cozier was taking footage of, um, I think it was the Flames, um, the Sydney Flames team, um, purely mm. for referee coaching purposes, but he's leaked it to the opposition coach. In Paul Gorris. Wow. And then the Flames lost the match. And owner Paul Smith has come out of the Flames and said, this is absolutely ridiculous. Um, both both the ref and the coach have been um, banned. Um, but the points remained uh, against um, the Flames. So they're, they're very, wow. very disappointed in the loss. There was some key footage there that they used to actually beat them. So, yeah, pretty poor uh, from this referee to give that sort of information away. It sort of really hits at the heart of the integrity of the sport, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure, especially into the refereeing. That's a, yep. that's an interesting mm. story right there. Um, I know you're going to be watching the Test Boxing Day, mate. You'll probably have a phone off to the side wanting to watch the uh, 
the boat crews as they go nuts of the Sydney to Hobart. Um, and they are actually also, speaking of COVID, having to ditch big plans to keep these kind of events going forward. Yeah, well, all the crews have committed to no Christmas celebrations at all um, to make this race go ahead. We all know last year that the race was abandoned due to COVID um, and they don't want to make it two years in a row. So the boat crews have said from this point on, they will be isolating, um, no Christmas celebrations. Hopefully then the race will go ahead. But um, yeah, once again, we talk about COVID a lot on this show, but mm. uh, it just it has, has a massive effect on sport. What I get, what my takeaway from seeing that story is, so you're telling me the Sydney to Hobart boat cruise used to get blind the day before on Christmas? <laughs> well, well, no, no, no. no. Well, and, and they had the celebrations post post um, get, getting yeah. to Hobart as well. So it is a very social sport. But uh, <laughs> it was just like, yeah, we're gonna we're not gonna celebrate before the race this year. Oh, okay. What you were do- what were you doing before this gigantic race? Tequila shots before you get a 15 meter waves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And before we go, Shano, another war story from you. You got to sit next to one of the greats on, uh, I mean, we'll see a lot of him, a lot of impersonations of him at the mm. MCG, no doubt, uh, over the next week. But uh, you got to share a flight with Richie Benno. How was it? I did, mate. Richie was an absolute gentleman, uh, New South Wales captain, and fortunately I was a New South Wales captain as well, and I got to sit next to him on a flight. The great thing, if you listen to the commentators these days, they say a lot of words. Um, where Richie <laughs> Benno, was, it was a real economy of words with him, um, and no more evident than this on a flight when the host walked up to him and said, you're Mr. Richie Benno? He said, yes. Um, would you like a drink? He said, yes. Would you like a wine? He said, yes. He said, would you like a red or white? He goes, both. <laughs> 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 An absolute genius, mate. And um, I must say, he was, he was really nice to me when he commentated on TV. Um, he never said a lot, a lot of negative stuff about people and just a real gentleman of the game. And uh, God rest his soul, Richie Benno, legend. Oh man, it's always great. So, like, how amazing is it that for the rest of time there'll be the tradition of the of the Richies? Yes, at Australian cricket, I'm like that is gonna, that'll just go on forever and ever to like keep this guy's name immortal in the game. Not only just because he is, but the fact that people are going to keep celebrating. There'll be kids doing it that have never heard of, heard him say a word. That's right. Yeah, it's just going to be so fascinating as the, as the years go on. That's it for Afternoon Sport today, so make sure you hit the follow and subscribe wherever you listen, and obviously a big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, wonderful sponsors in Maine Haircare. That's M-A-N-E, mainehaircare.com. And, uh, of course, we have to thank our producer, Dan McHugh, who's pretty much done nothing today, to be honest, but um, I'm sure he's doing a great enough job. Uh, Shane and I will be back <laughs> tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>